Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. This week has flown by. We're uh, we're kissing the weekend now. It yes, we are. edition of the show. I like how you... That's a very descriptive term. You're kissing the weekend. Um, yeah. Lots of stuff happening. First of all, you know, Trump had planned on having a press conference on Monday at 11 o'clock. Well, he's... On the advice of his attorney, he's put that aside. He's canceled that press conference. He said that his attorney said that the information was great, but they, they wanted that information to use in a presentation to the court. And I guess they felt that if you made that presentation on uh, Monday, you'd be giving some of their game plan away. So uh, he has taken the attorney's advice and decided to hold back on that uh, 11 o'clock press conference. You think that's wise or not? Yeah, I do. I do. I, I, as a matter of fact, when he when he said he was going to do the conference and um, he was going to describe how they stole the election, I thought, God, that's like that's like telling the opposition how you're going to run your plays. I mean, that's not a good move. And I guess he had yeah. second thoughts too, so that's good. But you know, okay, they're trying to push push the case back to uh, in January mm. of uh, 2026. So that means, okay, we'll push it back. He gets to run. But the news media and the Democrats are saying, well, the indicted president, and we're just waiting to lock him up. Why vote for him? Because we're going to get him. And, you know, so that gives them two years to keep selling that stupid false narrative. And it is a false narrative. Mm. And Joe should be the one that is behind bars because uh, we were talking beforehand and you were trying to remember the name, but I'll ask you. Who is Robert L. Peters? Robert L. Peters. Ah, interesting name, interesting name. Yes. Robert L. Peters is none other than Joseph Robinette Biden. <laughs> yes, one of several yes. uh, known heirs. Uh, he has two, uh, two others right that I know of. He has One of them is Robin Ware. That's interesting, mm-hmm. Robin Ware. But the, the, this one here, this has got class. J.R.B. Ware. J.R. Beware. <laughs> Joseph Robinette, beware. No, that's J.R. Beware. These were email pseudonyms that he used to, uh, I guess, do his business with people around the world, uh, and he would be incognito, you see. So. But he was, yeah, he was using them to extort money. Now, let's back the bus up. Mm-hmm. What What is the federal charge that Fanny Willis is using against Trump. Oh, wait a second. Is it RICO? Yes, the Racketeering Influenced Corruption Organization, mm-hmm. which comes from the 70s, going against the mob bosses, which, right. okay, it's racketeering, influence, you're extorting money, mm-hmm. uh, and you're doing it over interstate lines and wire fraud. And I guess email, email is... Uh... Wire fraud, yeah, and over state lines. It's international boundaries, which is even bigger. So that means that Joe, um, and this is proven by the emails, and it's traced right back to his doorstep, sitting on his lap, like a little girl that he's plucked out of the crowd. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Anyway, he's guilty, and that is a RICO violation. He is a he is a mobster that is in in the White House, which means. Okay, if you want to use the Rico thing, he is the poster child for Rico. You know, and this Rico guy is now, amazing. Did you? He would have him go with Scott Brown. Scott Brown was ahead. a former Mass senator. He's yeah. a former. He's a Republican, former Massachusetts senator, and apparently, when he was on a, a podium with uh, Vice President Biden, uh, uh, Scott Brown said that Biden got a little handsy with his. Uh, his wife, who was standing next to him. Oh, yeah, he wanted to punch him out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm surprised he hasn't been shot by the FBI. Oh, did you, you know, hear about that, Albuquerque? Did you hear what happened in Al- Al- Albuquerque, New Mexico? Oh, no, what? Oh, they, this, this is becoming a, a, a major occurrence. Uh, the FBI, they shot and killed another American in a pre-dawn raid in Albuquerque, New Mexico yesterday. They're targeting... Opposition of Joe. You think Trump is not targeted? I don't care that you don't like the guy. I don't care that you want to sit there and do a nasty meme. Mm. All right. But you got to look at this bastard, and he is a bastard that's in the White House. And going back to the Rico thing, if he used fake names to steal and defraud nations and people over, you know, international boundaries, he's a thief. 
the uh, now does that not bring into question what else did he steal? Maybe the election. You know, it, even if you're a good Democrat, but you believe that you know we're election deniers. He just brought it. He brought it into full view that everything that he's touched has been a lie and corrupt. We need now to go back and look at that election for your own sanity and your own health. Because guess what? If it comes out that he stole it, the mm. Democratic Party is done. And you, my friend, if you're a Democrat, are a friggin' idiot. It's so go back and let's let's open it up. And this way. If it was stolen, you can say, we did the right thing. The FBI because says its agents were involved in a shooting that left one person dead Tuesday morning in Albuquerque, New Mexico. The FBI is hiding the details from the public. They're, they of ref- course they are. They refuse to say, in this case, if the deceased had a gun. So they're not giving, you know, they made a mistake with the one in Utah, you know. So they're they're not making the same mistake twice. They're releasing nothing, essentially, to the public. But don't worry. They'll investigate it because, uh, you know, hey, Joe, you investigate Sam. Sam, you investigate Joe. Well, we didn't find anything wrong. There you go, friends. We did our job. Oh, by the way, did you hear about the IRS agent uh, down? I forgot where. I think it's Arizona, someplace, uh, some training area. Uh, You know how they're supposedly getting 87,000 new IRS agents and they're all going to have guns, right? Mm-hmm. Well, apparently yesterday uh, during a training session, one of the agents shot and killed another agent by accident. So, I mean. Uh, oh, well, the training, uh, well, they, they were showing you how not to use a gun. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I hate to be in the receiving end of that. You know. Well, um, that, that's, that was part of the training, you know, know uh, how to dodge a bullet. <laughs> you know, um, Bill. Bill, Bill Barr was on with Neil Cavuto yesterday. Bill yeah. Barr has, has become. He, he's the face of uh, Never Trump, okay? And Neil Cavuto, uh, there, there's something going on behind the scenes where he just doesn't like Trump. And uh, his whole show oozes uh, anti-Trump. As a matter of fact, Fox, you know, as the days and weeks progress, I'm going to play you one cut that'll, that'll contradict what I'm about to say. But, uh, but this cut here is Neil Cavuto talking with Bill Barr and Bill Barr pontificating about how Trump uh, should be found guilty because the charges have merit. Listen. You know, the former president has a very different view on this, that this is a pile-on, that this is very unfair. Uh, He's not even a fan of you being here on this show today, that that pile-on is part of a process of a well-designed one. Yeah, well, as I say, yes, he has adversaries who are unfair, excessive, obsessive, and treat him fairly, uh, unfairly. Is any of this stuff, are the cases that you've seen, which are fair or legitimate. But I think the federal cases are legitimate. Uh, at the end of the day, at the core of this thing, he engaged in, in the case of the documents in outrageous behavior where anyone would be prosecuted. I don't know of any attorney general who could walk away from it. He's not being prosecuted for having the documents. He's being prosecuted for obstruction. Two egregious instances are alleged. So uh, I think that's a very simple case, and that should be tried. If the judge is anywhere competent, that could be brought, uh, concluded. Uh, before the summer. And uh, the other case, after the election, uh, he, in my opinion, he did cross the line. Uh, it wasn't just rough and tumble politics. He crossed the line. When but, did he cross it for you? I think the federal gov- uh, case is, is good, I mean, is, is, is responsible because it really focuses on the hub of the issue, which is not just the lies and knowing they were lies, and, and that's what they allege, but uh, the fact that he used this device of impaneling imposter electors swearing that they were the the electors but the key point there was they were in tandem with a plan whereby the vice president would use that as a pretext for nullifying the legal and certified votes so it was a calculated and deceitful plan to remain in office by nullifying and negating certified legal votes and was that effort at that time the game changer for you like i, I want to know when it came down 
that you were, you know, the loyal attorney general, and then you just said, all right, enough is enough, because you resigned, the president, I, I, I said he fired you, but you resigned, yeah. but, but what, what, what do you think of that? I resigned on December 14th, because I thought that at that point, the state votes were certified, and that was the end of the legal process, Right. and uh, I also didn't like the way he was uh, spouting the big lie. You know, Bill Parr is amazing, because he talks about... Uh, Vice President Pence nullifying the votes, and that wasn't what he was doing any at all. He was halting the vote. He was right. sending the vote back to the states. He wasn't saying your votes don't mean anything. It's that he wanted the states to audit their votes and make sure they're proper before you send them back and for us to certify them. Well, yeah, there's a lot there. I mean, yeah, he said the uh, certified legal votes. We've never found out if the votes are legal because the judges that would go and hear the case, well, I have no standing. There is no standing. In other words, I don't have the authority to do this. And so that words matter. And if you're going to play this word game, they're taking stuff like that and deceiving the American population going, well, you know, it was taken to court and it had no standing. It just means that they couldn't try the case. It doesn't mean that there's not standing. It just means that it has been yet. It has yet to be uh, allowed to be proven one way or the other. So it is not a legal vote. It is a questionable vote, but they certified it, and that in the minds of the people that stole it and the American population, well, it was certified. It's a legal vote. What we found out in 2020 were there there were two kind of judges out there. There were the corrupt judges who, no matter what you gave them, they were going to find for the Democrats and the woke left because they were on that side. Then there were the incompetent judges who were either too dumb to realize what was going on or they were afraid because... When you come to the Supreme Court with 27 or 28 states petitioning the court to re-examine the 2020 election, and for that court to turn around, the Supreme Court, and say, you have no standing in this uh, case, we're not going to examine these, uh, your, these issues. Uh, this is nonsense. If anybody has standing in a national federal election case, it's... 27 or 28 states who are participating directly in that election. Yet they didn't have the backbone to pursue that course of action. And uh, so, yeah, you're right. Uh, when you know standing, uh, a lot of these, we haven't seen, in all honesty, we haven't seen a judge with courage. Maybe a couple, I take that back. Maybe, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Clarence Thomas and uh, what's the other guy? Uh, Anita. Um, I can't think of his name, but the other uh, Supreme Court justice who was a conservative, they right. they wanted to pursue it. They like wanted Alito or something. Like yeah, that. Alito. Uh, Alito. Yep they they wanted to do something, but they were outnumbered, and that's the how the Supreme Court works. Obviously, you know, if you're outnumbered, you're you're you, you know you, you lose. Uh, but anyway, I wanted to play another cut for you. Greg sure. Gutfeld was on yesterday on The Five. I don't watch The Five. because I don't watch Fox anymore. I used, I used to love Fox. Fox was my go-to network. Now I find Newsmax uh, fills the bill nicely, and Newsmax has gotten better as the last two years have progressed. But um, I got this clip. <laughs> Greg Gutfeld, God bless him, he stood up to Harold Ford Jr., who was a former uh, representative, I think, from Tennessee, and he's on the five. Right. And, you know, Ford is the uh, token uh, Democrat, liberal, on the panel of the five. And he was talking about these charges and maybe something here to pursue, and, and Gutfeld had it. There is a off-colored uh, descriptive word in this uh, little back and forth, and they let it go on Fox, and I'm going to play it because, well... It's, it's what he said, but uh, if you are offended by those things, you might want to just uh, turn your headphones down or something, okay? But here's Greg Gutfeld on The Five. 
That's what federalism allows states to do to enforce their, their laws here. And we'll see to your point, which you said is exactly right, Judge. This his state of mind, if they have evidence showing his state of mind is different than what he claims, he'll have a, he'll have a You don't think this is totally over the top uh, as a four? I mean, th even when but everything you say makes sense, except it's all bullshit. It's well, all nonstop. We know this is designed to banish and isolate and to destroy a political outsider who predicted this. Chuck Schumer. Remember he said, yep, don't sir. mess with the oh, intel agencies. So right. Don't mess with the intel agencies. They'll keep, they'll arrest your team and keep it off the field. Do you not think he's done anything no, I, to deserve I, any of this? He is probably one of the most troubling, consequential figures in history. But no, he doesn't deserve any of this. And by the way, why didn't they indict him until he announced he was running for president? Well, they probably I mean, had to give do me a break. That was Judge Janine at the end, uh, chiming in her support uh, to Greg's comments. And uh, I think what Greg said is absolutely on the money. Uh, it's funny, while that was happening, I got a text from my wife, uh, a, a story, Supreme Court mired in controversy could wade into Trump indictments. And then it goes to a news article, which I can't read right now because it's too long and we're in the middle of the show. But so apparently there's some talk out there that the Supreme Court may, uh, like we've talked about before on this program, they may step in and say, wait a second, enough is enough. We're in the middle of a presidential election. You are interfering. As a matter of fact, yesterday, Katie Hobbs from Arizona, the governor, she comes out after all these indictments are done and says, you know, I think we should look into it too here in Arizona and maybe we should have some indictments. She actually, so, you know, if you notice the timing, Biden comes up, they come up with a, uh, a story about Biden and the, the next day they indict Trump. They come up with another story about Biden or Hunter. The next day they indict another indictment on Trump. And this goes on and on. It is obvious that this whole thing is political right now. Yeah, you got the uh, the indictments that are timed. You've got uh, the FBI doing things. You know, the the, the we, we were kidding around about the, the pseudonyms that uh, Joe has been using or used as vice president when he was... Uh, Second in command of the most powerful country in the world. Not now. We're, we're not that powerful. But uh, we were the most powerful country in the world at the time. And uh, he used a pseudonym, pseudonym to extort money from Oparisma, Russia, the Ukraine, you name it, and China. And he's beholden to them. And now that that's out, that, oh, well, you know, he's uh, Robert L. Peters. And some of the pseudonyms are just kind of funnies. Funny names that trace right back to him as, you know, beware. Yeah. Uh, well, don't you think another crap bomb is going to drop this week to totally get you off Has the news to. of that story? Has to. So, yeah. And it's Friday. So, of course, you know, hey, load up the crap bomb in the B-52. Yeah, yeah. Let's fly it over. Yep. Drop yeah. it right in the heartbeat of America. Let's do it just before everything shuts down on Friday afternoon, and then they'll have the so, weekend to talk about it. But send out the news stories to the media right now so that they have the exclusive. Well, you know, what they, I love what they did. You saw, I know we talked about this, but uh, during the indictment on uh, a couple of days ago, in, mm. in Fulton County, they actually issued the indictment uh, on their website, and they did it like at 12 or 12.30 in the afternoon, which was hours before the grand jury even voted on it. On it. So, I mean, it, it is so staged, everything, but they're, even with the, all of it being staged and planned, they are screwing up. I should play this for you, too. I got Newt Gingrich. I got two cuts right. from Newt, but this is actually the Newt, most relevant Newt, right now. Newt. Newt. Yeah. yeah Listen to what he said to, uh, I think it was Charlie Kirk on his podcast yesterday. That I am told, this is hearsay, but I am told by a reliable source that Friday evening, somebody from Washington called the district attorney in Atlanta and said, you have to indict on Monday. We have to cover up all of the mistakes we just made with Weiss. And she said, mm. apparently, I, my jurors aren't coming back till Tuesday. And they said, you didn't hear me. You have to to indict on Monday. And she said, well, that's going to get here before noon. They said, that doesn't matter. She said, this, this means it's going to be 8 or 9 or 10 o'clock at night. She said, it doesn't matter. We need the news so media who, shifting. Who, who, who made that phone call? We don't know. 
Um, and I'm telling you up front, this is hearsay, but it's from a person who has remarkably good I, sources. I, I totally believe it, though, because that would explain why they leaked and they messed up on the clerk document, why she was exhausted, <laughs> and why they had the 11 p.m. press conference, Mr. Speaker. Isn't that amazing? That's uh, Newt Gingrich saying that uh, right. it, it was all planned, and somebody called on Friday and said, you got to indict him on Monday. And they said, well, I can't do it on Monday. I mean, the, the grand jury won't be back until Tuesday. Well, you don't understand. You're not hearing what I'm saying. It has to be Monday. It has to be yeah. Monday. Look, they they use things. You know, it's smoke and mirrors. It's an old Hollywood trick. It's a radio trick. Smoke and mirrors, and they do. It's a political trick too, and that's what they're doing. And don't be fooled by this. But you know, again, we're going to see some more smoke and some more mirrors going on late today, uh, tonight, and throughout the weekend. But they'll, don't worry, the dirty laundry against Trump, they'll come up with more. Johnny Reese is a major league pitcher who always had a talent for striking people out. Teams fell over themselves trying to recruit the young man with the menacing fastball. But baseball isn't his only talent. He's also a major league hitman, a contract killer who likes his work. Reese does more than strike opponents out. He eliminates them all together. Retired New York City detective Jack Kane has come to Pittsburgh to find a killer and squeeze play by Jim Harrington is the story about what happens when these two alpha males meet and go head to head. It's a great weekend read. Squeeze play from Dover and Blackstone Media, LLC. It's available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and many other great online book sites. Or visit It'sAnotherDay.com and click on our link at the top of the page. When it comes to mysteries and a great read, Squeeze Play is a grand slam. Welcome back. Uh, it's uh, a Friday. If you want to contact us, a reminder, our number is 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com. I'm, I'm going to take another swig of coffee. Uh, do that because I think you deserve it. You've been working so hard this morning. Oh, you, you I like when you say slurp, you really mean it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a slurpy guy. <laughs> yes, you are indeed. Uh, well, there's no 7-Eleven around, so I can only <laughs> slurp my coffee, but hey, ooh, um, it's good. Uh, I want to play another cut. Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell, you haven't heard that name recently because she's kind of been out of the news because what happened after 2020, the election, she became a champion to, to find out what happened with the elections, and she was going to all these different uh, venues and states around the country trying to uh, discover what the problem was, and she uncovered a lot of stuff, a lot of dark stuff, and uh, all of a sudden the media started to attack her. Mind you, this is oh, a yeah. smart lawyer who who actually rescued uh, General Flynn. Uh, she was uh, his lawyer, and uh, she was a terrific lawyer. But anyway, she came back out. She was one of the indicted people in Georgia. She's on that list of, uh, I guess, 19 co-defendants, or maybe it's more. Eight, I, 18, 18, and then you had Trump makes yeah. 19. But and, and he, is, you can be as clean as a whistle. And um, if well, the left doesn't like you, they're going to bury you in dirt. Fabricated yeah. dirt at that, but they're going to bury you in dirt. Listen to what she says here. What we are dealing with here is pervasive and very, very dark. It's organized. It's well-funded. It's pure evil. They are willing to kill people a la Kelly Leffler's aide in Georgia, who was suddenly blown up in his car on the way to a rally for her. Uh, he happened to be dating Governor Kemp's daughter. Governor Kemp was considering, I think at that point, a signature audit. And then the Georgia Bureau of Investigation agent who was investigating that, he was the lead investigator, was suddenly dead within a week. And suddenly we don't hear anything else about any of that. We are talking about trillions of dollars of global wealth at issue here. The leadership and control of the of the most powerful country on the face of the earth. Wow, that's uh, Sidney Powell. And yeah. it, it, she gives a really dark explanation as to what we're, we're all facing right now. You know, it's not just some simple... 
uh, we have more information uh, about uh, this whole process, and we're going to win. Uh, there are people who will go to no ends to uh, to hang on to their power. I mean, murder. I mean, my gosh, uh, that's how evil some of these people are. And uh, uh, she is, she's got a lot of courage because I think she's a target. I really do. Uh, I, yeah, well, I think anybody on the right is a target if they speak out against the left. You know, right now, freedom of speech is being attacked through uh, Trump. And you're going to see if they take him down, you know, the left is going to chant and cheer. But my friends, that means you will have a target on your head at yeah. that point in time. And we will be, it's not life under the mushroom, it's under the gun at that point in time. That's true. Uh, it's not just President Trump losing his uh, free speech rights, it's everybody. Because once right. they have the template uh, approved, I mean, once they can go to court and, and win and beat Trump uh, with these charges, they can come after you. They can come after this podcast, you know. Once they win and take control, they don't need a court. Yeah. They don't need no stinking court. They can do what they want. Um, you know, Newt Gingrich continued. He was on, uh, what you heard was uh, a clip from Newt yesterday, I believe, on the Charlie Kirk show. But earlier this week, he was talking about uh, the Georgia indictment with uh, Hannity on his program. And, uh, you know, Newt doesn't hold back. Listen. Your reaction to that part of it? I think what you're seeing tonight is one tree in a forest. And I think we are drifting towards the greatest constitutional crisis since the 1850s uh, and the rise of secession and the Civil War. I don't mean that as hyperbole. Uh, If you read Andy McCarthy's remarkable book, Ball of Collusion, which came out in 2019, he makes very clear that it is Barack Obama who corrupts the Justice Department. It is Hillary Clinton who routinely breaks the law and gets away with it. And now we have Joe Biden who's learned. He's learned from Obama that doesn't matter what you do, if you're a liberal Democrat, you will not be prosecuted. He learned from Hillary that a person in high public office can get millions and millions of dollars. And they learned from watching Donald Trump that a true outsider willing to take on the entire system could destroy their entire machine. So what you're seeing across the country is a desperate last-ditch effort by a corrupt machine to destroy their most dangerous opponent in a way which not only breaks the Constitution, destroys the rule of law, and establishes a moment of bitterness uh, which I think will last for a generation or more. I think this is going to be a horrendous period, and we just need to understand the people who want to control America and dictate to the rest of us will break any law, lie about any topic, and manipulate the system any way they can, and that includes a lot of the elite news media. Okay, now you just heard uh, Sidney Powell say the exact same thing. We're up against people who will break any law, do anything to keep control. And then Newt Gingrich comes out, and he says the exact same thing. So there has to be something to this, folks. We're, we're in dark times. Yeah, I, the fight of good and evil. And uh, what exactly is the evil and the good? Well, is it, uh, bibl- does it have uh, biblical proportions here? Or is it just good people oh, and bad I, people? Oh, I think so. Or does it go deep? And we're talking real demons, real devils. And, uh, oh, and you know, I've often wondered, I see pictures of people that are dark, nefarious people. And they all have those hollow eyes yeah. you know, that are black and they don't. It's almost as if there is an entity that possesses them. It's, it's like you're witnessing somebody that hasn't been, you know, ha- have a priest next to him doing an exorcism. And even the church is becoming corrupt. You know, so, and I mentioned that just because it is something that has, has come out. Well, you know, that there are evil people there, too. You have to remember that the church is run by men, okay? Mm-hmm. And as long as men run an institution, it risks being corrupted. I mean, there are guys, and it's not the first time. For example, 
in 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 the Vatican and Rome, uh, the Catholic Church. Uh, throughout centuries has gone from being good and faithful to to, to the Bible at times to being uh, essentially, uh, they used to call it papal royalty, where they would have, uh, the Pope would have uh, mistresses and they would have children and uh, he would have armies and they would have wars. Uh, it, it was a different time. So when you have a position of power, you always risk being corrupted because, you know, you get back to talking about good and evil. I absolutely 100% believe that this is a battle between Satan and God right now. And, and well, our country was founded as a, as a God-fearing uh, Judeo-Christian society. And uh, right now, it's being torn apart internally. Internally. Mm-hmm. It used to be that they used to attack from the outside. But now we have people who are running it who are on, I believe, the dark side. And that's who we're fighting against. You know, I you always see the depictions, you know, your shoulder, you know, the good guy and the bad guy, left, right, shoulder. And I'm sitting there going, and they always say that people are inherently good. Mm. And I'm sitting there going, you know, maybe the evil is within and the good is within and uh, we are our own devils. And right now, we're not so inherently good. We're, we're an inherently evil people. In I, other words, I, we're I w- fighting ourselves. I was taught that, you know, we are constantly being tempted we're constantly being tempted by the dark Jesus side Jesus was tempted absolutely and i and i believe that's the case i believe that the devil doesn't rest i believe he's trying desperately to to then we're, pull this country apart he he's doing a good job by the way because look how divided we are we're failing the test yeah we're failing the test i mean there you know youtube you can see anything you know you can watch people light themselves on fire oh. you can watch kitty porn on yet, there yet yet they'll you take know. us down for for talking about something they don't like oh, it's, yeah well it's it's hate speech negative uh denying speech uh, whatever they want to call it but they have the exorcisms on there and in many cases you know, when they talk to somebody that's possessed by a demon, it has a deep voice coming out of them, and they have the dark, hollow eyes. But the demon, and a couple of them that I've seen, sits there and goes, I am going to control the world. I am going to corrupt the church. I am going to sit there and turn men into women and women into men. And I'm like going, wow, it sounds wow. like the 6 o'clock news <laughs> coming out, you know, being told by the devil. Yeah. Because... If I were the devil, you know, the, the old Paul Harvey bit. Yeah. Well, it yeah. needs to be amended and add a few lines to it because the devil is actually revealing himself because he feels pretty damn good about his position and what he's doing. And he's got his minion in the White House by the name of Joe Biden, who used Noam de Ayers to yeah. do his dirty deeds. Well, we are, we're on, um, I think it's a, a pivotal time in our in our development as a country, you you seem to be a little bit more pessimistic than I am. I do believe we're we're salvageable. I think that a guy like Trump is, I, I he's not he's not Christ. He's not a, a God. He, he's he's a man, but he's a man who I think believes that he's being put in a, a situation, a very difficult situation for a very important good purpose, and that's to save this country. And well, and, I, and I think he's doing a, a terrific job. I think, think of what he risks. This is a guy who's a multi-billionaire who truly could have said at the end of the last election, well, that was fun. The hell with this. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. I'm going back to the golf courses, and I'm just going to relax, and I'm out of politics. Good luck with you, your next president, you know? But he didn't do that. He never turned his back on his mission. And, you know, people, even to this day, you hear all these people bad-mouthing him and, oh, I wouldn't want him in the... No, I want him to be president. I want him into office. I believe he has much to do and uh, a little time to do it. He only has one more term left. He's got a lot... Guys like Bill Barr, those were mistakes from his first administration. He took the advice of some poorly uh, poorly informed advisors. Uh, I, I never would have... Uh, I mean, but see, I think now he knows who he's going to put where. I think he knows the landscape now. He knows the playing field. And I think guys like Bill Barr will be in for a lot of trouble. That's why they, they're desperately promoting uh, his, his uh, demise because 
they know that if Trump gets back into office, it could be difficult times for them, for them. And yeah, well, uh, they're all part of the deep state. Well, you're right. I am more pessimistic on things. I, you know, and uh, almost one of the things I think that people ought to prepare themselves for, not to give up. You got to continue the fight because it's not over until it's over. It can be won and we can correct ourselves. But you need to also be duly prepared. What happens if we lose? You got to live to fight another day, which means we're going to have to learn how to survive hmm. in a woke controlled world can you can you live and still you know function and 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 have somewhat of a good life yeah i think you could but it's not going to be the world that it's not the world now that i grew it, up it'll in. never go back to being what what it was it, right it's know. going to change but, change is inevitable and it, it's not always good change we are changing but you got to get your core values and keep keep them whole and solid to you and you're going to have to find a way to live in that world. But maybe it's a good thing, Bill. Maybe we were living in a a, a, a world that was not very truthful. We were, obviously, we had people who were presidents on both sides who were working for the same group of people, meaning that they were working for a deep state, whether they were Republican or Democrat. So we're defining we're just defining good from evil. One of the problems that I have with with January 6th, and they're going, well, you know, he he was tried for an insurrection. Let's go back and take a look at that January 6th trial. Okay, did Trump, was Trump there to testify and defend himself? Wasn't allowed to call in witnesses. No. So that was not a legitimate trial. It was not a trial at dog all. Dog and pony show. It was a dog and pony show made up masked as a trial, but it was not a legitimate trial. So any any ruling they came out with useless. was was useless, moot, void, could not hold up in a court of law, and the Supreme Court should strike it down altogether. So he was convicted of nothing. And that means that the January six people are falsely imprisoned. They have been in, in prison for five months. They have been stripped naked. Uh, they're... Um, they're uh, left in a closet room with uh, the light left on all the time, uh, and they give them a bucket for a toilet. Is that who we are? Is that who you are? Is that what you call? And they were never properly tried. Yeah, they were tried afterwards on occasion using the January 6th, you know, hearing, not even, yeah, a hearing. And it's not even, uh, but it was and not look, a trial. I was going to point out, look what happened with the, with the documentation from that trial, from that hearing. Oh, they, it's the, lost they just, now. They just asked for it. The, the Congress just asked for all that information. They said, oh, I would like to give it to you, but it's been destroyed. Yeah, of course, because it was all, it was the dog and pony show. Well, and it was, if they would have kept it, it would have, it would have given their lies. But you know, this was against Trump. He is yeah. not guilty of an insurrection because you never had a trial on it. That thing on TV was just a, it was like a pay-per-view fight. When it you hear Bill, nothing. When you hear Bill Barr get up there and talk like he knows what he's talking about. He's an idiot. Yes, he is an idiot, but he's an evil idiot, okay? Understand something. Yes, he was. He's an attorney. What I've learned as I've grown older in this world is that there, there are some gifted and wonderful attorneys, and then there are some sleazeballs out there, too, who will chase an ambulance for as long as it takes to get that, uh, that, that case. The fact of the matter is, Bill Barr, you know, attorney general, that's so important, a big deal. fact of the matter is, he's a sleazeball attorney. He, if he was the solid rock that he was sold to the American public that he was, he would have he defended President Trump uh, on January 6th, he would have defended President Trump uh, just after the elections. He would have been a champion, but he was a weasel. He was, and I want you to, every time you see him on TV, don't give him any deference as being an educated erudite man. He is a slime ball. He's a slime ball from the swamp. And for him to do what he's doing right now in public, uh, there's no, there's no, uh, 
polite way for me to describe him. Okay, so I'll just leave it alone. Uh, I think sleaze ball and slime ball that'll do for now. Because if I start going further down the road, I'll have to bleep myself. But uh, he's not a you good man. Bleeping idiot! You, uh, yeah. Yes, I am. Hey, uh, Stephen Miller was on uh, one of the talk shows. Stephen Miller was an advisor to President mm-hmm. Trump. And I think he was on Fox, and boy, he had some feelings about the uh, Georgia indictment. Listen. No, and they're not even trying to hide it, Laura. Let's be honest. As you played in all the sound during your exemplary analysis, they're giddy about it. They're gleeful. They're excited. Their goal is to pull up Trumpist populism by root and branch from this country. And as you said, they will fail, and they will fail spectacularly. But they're going to cause as much damage, as much human, personal damage, not just to try to hurt President Trump, but to hurt his allies, hurt his supporters, financially ruin and jail anyone that they can that's associated with him and inflict as much pain as possible. That's their objective. It's openly political. It's an open vendetta. And ultimately, the American people are going to have to decide whether or not that is a system that is an authoritarian ideology they want to support. Well, uh, speaking of populism, uh, Stephen, and what their real goal here is, is to go back to the old kind of Rockefeller-style republicanism. Um, the the issue of of historians weighing in, which we've seen a lot, the historians claiming that, well, if you don't defeat Trump, if you don't jail Trump, you're basically letting a combination of Hitler, Stalin, Pol Pot, and every other dictator uh, in you know in, in back into the White House. This is from Walter Isaacson. This combination of populism and yearning for the strong man. Most of the time, these fevers break. Sometimes they don't. We have a couple examples in the 20th century where the fever didn't break and it led to wars. There's actually been a reduction in the sense that democracy is the core of what America is all about. Stephen, uh, last time I checked, jailing your political opponent or trying to jail your political opponent is what we saw with what Putin just did with Navalny, extending his sentence by, what, another 17 years? A couple of weeks ago, that's what Putin yes, and Xi do. Yes, at least at least foreign despotic regimes pretend the people they're jailing are guilty of spying, that they're agents of a foreign country. And now here in America, we're just imprisoning people for speech we don't like. We're imprisoning people for asking them to lobby a state legislature or to watch a particular TV program. That's where we've gotten to in this country. We're going to throw conservative lawyers in jail if we disagree with their faithfully argued legal theories. As I said, this is a truly a authoritarian ideology that we are seeing from the left in America today, from the Democratic Party in America today. And I believe that they're laying out the template to criminalize speech and political dissent amongst everyday Americans. So in other words, and you alluded to this in your monologue, by by describing President Trump as an enemy of the state, they are creating the foundation to treat his supporters as the same, to treat their speech as the same. It's not free speech, it's hate speech. And hate speech must be policed and hate speech is dangerous. It's a threat to public order. And those you, who spread it must be punished. So I really you, think this yeah. is a dangerous moment, Laura. Yeah, Stephen, really quickly, do you agree that there is a, a building movement out there on the left to push for some type of emergency you know, order in various states, given the threats uh, because of these trials? I mean, I, I foresee that being used in all sorts of ways during this campaign, maybe all the way into the fall of 2024. Oh, unquestionably. No, they have they have pierced that veil. The idea that free speech is sacred in America is dead now. There is now criminal speech in this country. They say that if they don't like your speech, that speech is violent, that speech is dangerous, that three that speech is a threat to public safety. They laid out the template when they police COVID speech, and now they're prosecuting President Trump and his attorneys under that exact same theory. So you're right, Laura. And people have said that if Trump gets into office. He hasn't got a lot of lag time. He's got to jump right into trying to correct everything and all, and reversing all the damage that this administration has done. I well, mean, they're going to try to delay Trump getting into office. They're going to try to, uh, you know, nail down those pieces of wood before they lose. If because they they they're doing exactly what I said. You plan for the worst, and the worst case scenario for them is they lose. Republicans take control. Trump is back in office. 
But if they nail it down, it's going to take him the four years unraveling before he can do anything positive, and then they might be back in power again. I think I think they are desperate right now. I think the opposition is desperate. I think that they see uh, with the Bidens, the Biden crime family uh, exposure in uh, in Congress. I think that they see it unraveling. I think that you know we talked about the timing of the indictments against uh, the information we're getting on Biden and Hunter. And uh, it's it's just not a coincidence. It's actually planned. And if you believe Newt Gingrich, uh, he has proof. I mean, people were calling uh, down to the uh, DA in Fulton County and saying, you got to indict him on Monday. But we're not ready. We, you, no, you're not listening. You have to indict him on Monday because they have a schedule and she had to follow that schedule. Well, yeah, uh, they're, they're doing that. Now, there's another possible bombshell that could drop today in Georgia. I'm not going to hold my breath. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's there's evidence of uh, massive voter fraud there and uh, like a soup kitchen or something like that, where they 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 took people that were there that were homeless. You know, Bill, and they basically right. said, but we're going to use this address here, which is illegal. And so so in other words, they fabricated votes. Now, if that were it, it works out to be true and it comes out, then. Fanny's got a problem because yeah, then that the, means you know, that everything was. I'm like they'll still prosecute. Well, you said at the very beginning. You're not going to hold your breath. Neither am I because we had Arizona about a year and a half ago. The audit in Arizona was supposed to be uh, game changing. Okay. Didn't ha- and the audit came out and proved there was wrongdoing. And they said, okay, next. Well, they just found in uh, Michigan. Yeah, you know, tens of thousands of illegal votes, actual oh, illegal votes. And they all go back to Joe Biden or whatever the hell name he was using, and there were guns involved with it. The person that was kind of heading all that thing up, you know, and should be behind bars, got to walk. So in other words, there's the evidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, evidence, evidence. (laughs) Get out of here before somebody wants to, you know, interview you. A terrorist sleeper cell has plans to detonate a suitcase nuclear device while the president and the Israeli prime minister are making an appearance at the convention center in Pittsburgh. Can a retired New York City cop stop it from happening? If the cop is Jack Kane, then it's got a good chance. Strike at the Giant, a Jack Kane mystery by Jim Harrington is a page turner that will keep you riveted from cover to cover. Strike at the Giant, a Jack Kane mystery from Dover and Blackstone Media, LLC, is available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and many other great online book sites. Or visit It'sAnotherDay.com and click on our link at the top of the page. When it comes to mysteries and a great read, Strike at the Giant is all you need. I just had to play our our new Georgia bumper one more time this weekend. You like that song, don't you? I do. <laughs> I really do. I actually like it more now. It's more appropriate now than it was in 1968. You know? That's Vicky. Well, I can relate to the song because I've worked in some uh, trial settings on both sides of the. I fence, went to, you know? Hey, I went to basic training in Fort Jackson, South Carolina. I well, did you? I did. So I know I the did. South. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. I got some. I got some DA friends, and none of them. Well, uh, they're all good guys, but they did some evil stuff. Well, all I can tell you, friends, is uh, I think uh, they gonna they gonna have their hands full with President Trump when they when all this goes to court, if it does. And again, like if you, if you missed it, uh, my my better half sent me a a text while we were doing the show, and on the text she said. Uh, that she was reading where the Supreme Court, mired in controversy, could could wade into the Trump indictments. And uh, I, I guess there's talk of them consolidating everything and then putting everything on hold until after the election because they're, they're, um, the right for them to do this would be because it, it's an interference of a federal election, and you're not supposed to do that. You right. Know? So... Well, you know, they, they've grown a set if they do do it, but if they do it, they got to realize, I mean, there has already, there's already 13 Democrats that have band together saying, 
we need to take out Thomas. They want to take out the conservative voice in the in the Supreme Court. Yeah. They want to impeach him, and there's going to be calls for impeachment before we ever get around to the election cycle so that while they have power, they could appoint justices that are all Democrats. And so this is going to start a war, believe you me, and it's not going to be a pretty one. Uh, I got a question. Mm-hmm. Tinker Air Force Base, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. You right. know the, the base? A big mm-hmm. base. Mm-hmm. It's like a city within a city, some 10,300 civilian and military personnel there. Right. Yeah, they got a problem. What's the problem? they got a big problem. Apparently, suicide. Oh, are you serious? Oh, my God. An epidemic. So far, uh, there have been 17 since the first of the year. Are you serious? I'm in uh, one base? In one base, an intelligence gathering base, part of NORAD. They train people there, but I'm sitting there going, 17 is an inordinate number in any community, let alone a military base. And I'm like going, and the government is crickets. They cannot, they will not comment on it or anything. So I got to wonder, the only reason that I can think of mass suicide Mm -hmm. is you were being asked to do something that is, goes against the core of the person you are. Yeah. And you are left to no other means than just to take yourself out of the equation. Wow. Wow. What 17 the, the, people at one base. What I, my next question is, how many suicides are there at the other bases that we're not hearing about? Well, a lot. How many suicides are there in America? Are we at a point to where people can't relate to anymore? There's some weird stuff going on there, you know. Uh, several hundred years ago, there might have been 1 billion people on the planet. There's 8 billion now. Uh, We've grown exponentially. They say that they don't want to call it, uh, they're saying a mass extinction is coming by, um, you know, the end of the century or well before that. Could be at the end of the decade. Could happen here soon. And is it a coincidence, gotta, by the way, that, uh, that a lot of the guys uh, who are part of the... Uh, Let's just say that they're globalists, okay? Like Bill mm-hmm. Gates and George Soros and Klaus Schwab. They've all been proponents uh, of the idea that there should be a shrinkage in our world population, that we should go from 6 or 7 billion down to 550 million would be the, the ideal number. Well, think about it. There's been a lot of disasters lately, and they say there's more on the way. Maui is a disaster. And there's questions about that. We talked about it yesterday. Yeah. If you didn't hear yesterday's show, go back and listen to it because we have an eyewitness on the scene. They didn't sit there and, and accuse anybody of anything or anything like that. Just there were some oddities and some big oddities. And, you know, the death toll was, ah, there's eight, there's nine, there's 10, there's 90, yeah. there's 100, there's 111. There's over 2,000 lost souls out there that they can't find floating in the ocean wherever they are. And the way that it burned is is kind of unusual. But I'm saying, are we going to have other natural disasters or semi-natural disasters? They're talking about them. Another hurricane coming, ironically. Can we manipulate the weather well, to do well, things? Well, it's coming up th- from Mexico up to Southern California. And you know what, yeah. the, you know what it's called? The hurricane is called Hillary. Is that is that appropriate or what? Huh? Well, I mean, she's you know, everywhere. Hurricane suck and blow, and never yeah. mind. I'm well, not going there. Well, I, I think that uh, we are in a unique situation right now, folks. Yes, I do believe that they can man- manipulate the weather to a certain extent. I don't know how how much, but you know, you've heard that they can seed it with aluminum, you know, uh, particles, and that can create rain. Yeah, you know, and things like that. And every so often, you'll see uh, vapor trails up there, and you'll wonder, what are they doing? That's not an airplane. I mean, it'll be like. Have you a seen people in mask again? People in mask again? Well, they want they you to mask, a, yeah. Yeah, because there's uh, another COVID strain. They say, well, you know, if you get the next shot, you can probably ward off this COVID strain. And just in time for the fall and the upcoming election, and that's going to be a thing to divert you from the news. COVID, you know, it's worked well before. Now, if you look at the history of pandemics, and we've had pandemics in the past. They happen every 100 years. They go on for maybe two years. You know, there's cycle one, cycle two. What are we, cycle five now? Yeah, they, they, they're saying that 
this some would do for another pandemic. Think about it, folks. We had a pandemic in 1918, then we had a pandemic in 2019. Okay, so 101 years. Now they want you to think that you can have a pandemic like every three years because it's, it, it is something that they can use politically. They can control yeah. you. you. They can keep you in your house. They can make it so, uh, so you can vote by mail in the upcoming election again, right? Mail-in ballots, boy, they can be manipulated and changed. But and go ahead and Google it right now. Mail delivery, and you're going to find out that we cannot deliver the mail adequately, and that's why they're taking certain days out of the week now. I was always told when I was growing up, you don't have a city, you do not have a government if you don't have mail. Friends, we don't have reliable mail, so to sit there and count on it is, you know, you're fooling yourself. It, It is a lie. It is a lie in the making to steal the election yet one more time, but I'm a denier. Mm. Yeah, it says so in my driver's license. That's true. As a matter of fact, it's funny you should say that because they probably at some point are going to make it stamped in your license. Oh, hi, Mr. Mr. Knight. You're from where? Okay, and oh, I see you're a denier. (laughs) Well, Well, we're going to have to give you a ticket for that. Yeah, Yeah, Uh, you're going to get this ticket, and you can't deny it. That's exactly right. (laughs) You were speeding yeah. and you can't deny it. Hey, you, and you're you know, not wearing a mask. You say you have a big. No, oh, never know. There's a speak, bad joke there. Speaking of the uh, fires in Maui, the mm-hmm. uh, the guy who was in charge of uh, disaster out there, their their disaster coordinator, whatever they call him, he came out yesterday in a press conference and said, "Well, we didn't we didn't run the sirens for a real good reason." And the press went nuts. What's the reason? Well, you know, the sirens are used to tell the people that a tsunami is coming. A tsunami, you know, that's from the ocean. And what happens is people hear the siren and they run inland, and they would have run into the fire. Well, the, the media said, hey, wait a second. The, the, the alarm would have gone off at nighttime. They would have walked out, heard the siren, looked to where the fires are, and they would not have run into the fires because they could have seen them. You know? Yeah, didn't he resign? He resigned today, or I guess last night. Yeah. yeah. And didn't he have a history of stupid calls before? Well, I guess uh, intelligence didn't run in his family or something. But what, the other thing that I thought was interesting was the guy who is the uh, chief of police. Yeah. The guy who's a chief of police at uh, Lahaina, uh, Lahaina in uh, Hawaii. That guy was the incident coordinator in 2017 in Las Vegas when they had that mass shooting that killed 58 people at the MGM Hotel. How does that happen? That is not just a coincidence, friends. I'm sorry. I just... I was born on a Tuesday, but not last Tuesday, okay? For this guy to go from Vegas to that town in Maui and have two major worldwide incidents happen, uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't hire him, I'll tell you one thing. If he goes looking for another job and it's in your town, you might want to think twice because he brings darkness with him. Uh, yeah. and, and by the yeah. way, with the, the Vegas thing, they got nothing out of that. The investigation... They, didn't, they never found out whether he had support people behind him, how he got all the, the weapons uh, into the room unnoticed. You remember he had, a whole, he had a whole box filled of rifles and ammunition. I mean, it was a well-stocked room. He could have kept firing forever up there in that, that room. And, and people were saying, well, wait a second, didn't they clean his room? Didn't the, the housekeeping people see the boxes of uh, rifles and ammunition? And didn't that uh, ring a bell that maybe we should contact somebody in the hotel? But nothing. And, you know, as soon as that, we got one or two press conferences from the Vegas police chief, and then it just faded away. Nobody asked any more questions, and we went on to other things. That's one of the things I think that's going to change in the next uh administration of Trump gets in. We're going to start seeing a, uh, uh, an honest news, and it's going to mean that the federal government is going to have to step in and make some changes, you know? I mean, maybe what they do is they'll have to threaten licenses of some of these big major broadcast corporations, you know? I mean, that's just uh, my opinion anyway. Uh, we're just about run out of time, old bean. Uh, the clock on the wall says that we have done it. Tomorrow, it's our update program, and like Bill said, it's going to probably be another news-oriented program because the news keeps changing every day. On the time it changes, it will not stop. 
Oops, my watch is talking to me. And my watch says, I'm not sure I understand. Neither do I. <laughs> do you have one of those smart watches? Sometimes, no, sometimes, no, Bill, no. I think they're stupid, really. It should be, yeah. I got the one stupid watch out there. I mean, I'll ask See, a, I don't have that. No. I'll ask a question, and the watch will say, I don't understand. Well, get off my wrist. Anyway, um, nah, I only have to worry about the voices in my head. Oh, good. Going oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, super. Well, we're in great shape. Hey, listen. Just don't give it a gun, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to contact us, our number is 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Yes, and now... Mr. Bill Knight steps up to the studio microphone and says, Hasta la vista, baby! We are out of here. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event? You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>